my praying people, and welcome to the Prayer Clinic Podcast. In this episode, I am interviewing a dear, sweet friend of mine named Georgia Gust. She spells her Georgia with J's, J-O-R-J-A. Georgia Gust is um, just a delightful young woman who is getting started in ministry and honestly just um, a bundle of joy. You're going to enjoy our conversation as we talk about um, waiting for God's best and trusting His provision before the promises are fulfilled and some other things that we talk about. So um, you can check out my show notes where you can get all of the ways that you can connect with Georgia. And I know that some of my listeners may be more my age than Georgia's age. And so this might be a podcast that you would want to share with your daughters and um, our young friends so that they can be encouraged just by the joy of the Lord and the mission that Georgia is on to just um, let young girls know that Jesus is all they need and he loves them like to the core and completely and best and all of those good things. So enjoy this interview that I'm having with my sweet friend, Georgia Guest. Hello, my praying people. I'm so excited to be um, bringing this podcast to you today. And the most exciting reason is because I've got my friend Georgia Gust here with me today. And Georgia, y'all may not know her yet, but you will be knowing her because she is knocking it out of the park (laughs) on social media. (laughs) So Georgia, it's a thrill to have you here with us today. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. It's going to be fun. It is. I'm excited. So Georgia's a recent graduate from... Tennessee Tech University. That's what I thought it was. Mm -hmm. But that's not where your sister's going to school, is it? It is. Oh, it is. She's same school okay so recent graduate from tennessee tech tennessee tech for us in middle tennessee is about a two and a half hour drive from here i think in a little town called cookville Mm -hmm. and a great school yes and so so fun and georgia's got quite um a heart for ministry to girls and to college-age girls and i'm gonna let her get into that in just a minute but i'm excited to introduce y'all to her because georgia and grew up with her sister and her brother right here at our church and um i'm pretty sure her family's at a different church now aren't you in our community or are you still here (laughs) i should know that Right I now, thought so. you were. I was going to feel really bad asking that like publicly because they'd be like, yeah, you got a real warm church. You don't even know who goes and who doesn't. <laughs> but our community is big and our church is a little, it's large too. And I felt like I hadn't seen you in a while. So I'm glad to know Church of the City, another great church in our community. We've got a lot of great churches in our community, but they did nonetheless grow up in our, in our ministry here. And so I've gotten to watch her grow up and now she's this beautiful woman that has this great um contagious personality you're gonna you're gonna figure all that out in just a second and the funny thing is we're gonna just go ahead and tell you right now when we started uh recording today we're in the prayer room at thompson station church and we just got serenaded by the most beautiful angelic choir music and i we neither one of us can figure out where that came from and so you might hear some music in the background i don't hear it now i, I think it's it gone away so so we may be um we may be interviewing georgia and the angels along the way this afternoon i don't know but we are both in um 
right now when we're making the recording we're in the week prior to easter what we call holy week Mm -hmm. so maybe the angels are singing to get (laughs) us ready for yeah maybe they did come for a visit (laughs) if they did that's good with me so anyway um we're glad you're here and you're going to love georgia and so georgia let me give you a chance to just share with our listeners um what like how you got started in ministry and um what it is that you like what's your message what is it that you're wanting to share with the world absolutely so i am 23 years old and i think any woman or man who is called to ministry truly feels like that passion just grows so deep inside of them that they have to just get it out somehow. Mm -hmm. So for me, living in kind of like this generation, social media is so big. That's how you get the message out. And uh, I think when the Lord was calling me to do ministry, He speaks to me through people and through like my loved ones and all of that. And they kept on telling me to start a TikTok. Okay. And if anyone knows anything about TikTok, TikTok is not the place to share the gospel, like anything <laughs> but the gospel. So I was like, y'all are crazy. Like, I'm not going to do anything like that. Uh-huh. Well, one day I finally just picked up my phone. I'm like, I'm tired of having people telling me I'm just going to go ahead and do it. Just dive in. Just dive That's what in. You did. Yeah. I did. And so I started doing that and the Lord has truly just blessed it beyond any of my wildest dreams. It's just crazy to see it. Yeah. And so through that audience, I've been able to have my own devotional book come out of it called Besties with Jesus. Uh-huh. And it's just so wonderful just to see how God's been opening up all those doors. That is so very cool. All right. So you, uh, and you know what's so fun is we, I had a friend one time say to me uh, years ago, and this was because this is the world then. Mm-hmm. She said, if you've got something to say, put it in a book. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, okay then. And then you that. get courageous enough to like yes. put it in a book. So what your friend said, you, you got something to say. Yes. So say it on TikTok. <laughs> and, you're, and you're saying it on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And you have like, I mean, like a lot of followers. Tell me how many. It's over 60,000. Over 60,000 yeah. followers. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes. And well, and guys who are listening to us, y'all have got to look her up. She's Georgia with a J. J-O-R-J-A. Mm-hmm. Gust, G-U-S-T, and so you can get on TikTok, you'll have to help me through this, and there's like, you can search for you. You can look up Jesus and Joe. That's right, Jesus and Joe, that's her, that's her handle. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus and Joe, and you'll get to see the most adorable TikTok videos you've ever seen, but what I love about it is that you're not just cute. You've got something <laughs> powerful to say, and I love that. And you just, like, are saying it with such boldness and um, joy that you make it really great for people to not only hear truth, but to be like, this means something because we're seeing, like, the joy that goes with it yes. kind of thing. I think that's amazing. I think it's so cool, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, whenever I get in front of the camera, you never, I just, I don't know how to describe it. It's like the Lord will put something on my heart. Yeah. And then I just know I have to share it somehow. So, of course, yeah. we go to TikTok for it. <laughs> and so, I get in front of the camera, and I just want, I, my, my prayer is that the Lord would just use me as a microphone. Every that's single time. Good. It's like, just speak through me. Just get the message out. 
and something just powerful just comes outside of me. And I it guess. just comes. It does. So you may start with just an idea in your mind, mm-hmm. but you hadn't really written it down or anything, and then you just talk. The Lord and just, takes just does it. From it. I love yes. that. You are a microphone. So tell us, like, what's your most recent? What was your most recent quick? like message. Sure. So I actually posted one today. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Um, It was talking about um, asking them, where are you planted? Okay. And so many of us are planted in different areas of life. Some of us are in college still, or even in a job. And maybe Uh you're planted somewhere where you didn't even expect to be at, Mm. but the Lord is going to use you because right there where you're planted, yes, it might be a little bit temporary, but you're always planted in Jesus. And through him, you can be fulfilled and you can prosper and hopes restored and all these amazing things. And some people will go to the places where they are planted right currently Mm -hmm. and try to be fulfilled by that. But you can always be fulfilled by your planter, not where you're planted. Oh, that's good. That's really good. I thought it was cool. I love it. And so we just got it like straight from Georgia's mouth. And now we can run over there to TikTok (laughs) and see how cute it comes across in in her TikTok creativity. (laughs) So Georgia, you were talking about um, on your website, which also they can now tell us the website, how you can get to the website. It's just my name. So it's J-O-R-J-A-G-U-S-T dot com. Dot com. Mm -hmm. Yes. And if you go to the, I think it was the about section where you kind of give a little bit of your story about how you got started and one of the things you talked about was um praying and hearing the whisper of god and i thought because this is a prayer podcast Mm -hmm. we could talk a little bit about what that is Mm -hmm. and how you hear the whisper of god so talk to us about how you hear god well the how i hear god is kind of like you hear those little thoughts inside of your head And it's actually biblically sound with hearing the whisper from God from 1 Kings 19. Okay. And so what happened in this awesome story is that there was an earthquake that happened. Mm -hmm. But God wasn't in the earthquake or he Mm -hmm. wasn't in the fire. But there was a whisper and it was his voice. Mm -hmm. And so whenever I finally realized, I'm like, okay, God is actually that close to me. Mm. And so I really dived in. I started seeking his voice more by just reading his word, praying more, all these kinds of things Mm -hmm. to make me feel like I can truly hear his voice so loud and clear. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, we want his voice to be the loudest one that we hear. That's good. And so hearing his voice, um, it was probably the loudest for me whenever I needed to write the book. Okay. Every time I asked God, I'm like, okay, where do you want me next? Where am I supposed Uh to go? I just kept on hearing, write the book, write the book, write the book. That's good. And you know what I like about the the way that you asked God for direction? You didn't say, here I am, what do you want me to do with my life? Mm-hmm. Because I think, what do you want me to do with my life is such a great big question. Yes. And it's like a great, a lot of years and a lot of things. And I sometimes think young people get overwhelmed about what they're going to do with their life. When they're like a junior or a senior in college, it's like, oh dear, now i got to figure out what to do with my life. Mm-hmm. But they don't have to figure that out. All they need to know is what's the next step, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and so that's what you were asking. You're like, Lord, what do you want me to do next? Yes. And he said, write the book. Yes. And that's the way following God is for us. And he'll always be there. And I think um, the other thing I love about what you were saying is, well, and let's talk about that a little bit. How did you make the tra- transition between thinking of God as being lofty and far away mm-hmm. And thinking of God as being very close and near. Because I think that's what I was about to say is when we're asking God for direction, if we know he's right there with us, then he's always there to give us the next 
step. Exactly. We don't have to know mm-hmm. where I'm going to be in 30 years. We don't even have to make that decision today. Mm-hmm. Who can make that decision? It's just, where do I need to be now? Mm-hmm. Okay, exactly. so anyway, so but to make that, to have that confidence, you got to know God's right here with you. Yes. So let's talk about how you made the, like, kind of, yeah, from far away to right here. Yeah. Yeah. So whenever I was growing up in Sunday school, I thought, like, in my head, like, really, really young in my faith, Mm -hmm. I thought that God was just kind of, like, in the clouds. I had to speak with a Mm -hmm. megaphone to get him to talk to Mm -hmm. me and all this kind of stuff. But truly diving into your word and just seeing how close he truly is, just seeing him how he was close and talking directly to all these amazing Bible characters in the Bible. Mm -hmm. We are those characters. That's good. It's so cool to think that they were just like us and that we can get the same interaction and relationship like they had. Yeah. All you got to do is just draw near. Like it's this verse is like abide in me and I will abide in you. Yeah. And like that verse I said in 1 Kings 19, that's what kind of changed everything for Mm -hmm. me. Knowing that he's not someone who's so far away and I have to – you know, just hear this big, loud voice for me mm-hmm. to notice him, but just to hear him so close. Because honestly, that's why I wrote Besties with Jesus, is so mm-hmm. people can realize he's not someone that you just have to call, but he's right there next to you. That's good. He's your friend, and he wants to know everything about you and lead you to the very next step. Mm-hmm. It's just so cool. That's good. Let's talk about Besties with Jesus, your book. And so it's a devotional book, uh, 30, 30 devotions. Mm-hmm. And is it like, give me the target age range of people that could pick this book up and be like, oh, yeah, this is speaking my language. Oh, goodness. I mean, when I first wrote the book, I was writing it in the intention for college students. Okay. But it's grown to so much more. It is uh-huh. so cool how God's just made that door and just like what like uh, wide made it open. much wider. Wide uh, okay. And the book is truly for moms and daughters too. I've seen uh, moms and daughters do this together. Okay, so even younger girls like yes. 10, 11, 12, the 13. Yes, yeah, they good. love it. I know a lot of teenagers, college students, and yeah. moms love it too. Oh, it's good. Yes, I mean, it's the best reminder to know and it's just such a good one to remember that God's always going to be right next to you. Right with no you. No matter what season you're in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Georgia, not only do you have a book, Besties with Jesus, that God is using in such big ways, but you also uh, are blogging. Mm-hmm. And on your website, I saw your blog post, and it might have been one of the most recent, but you were talking about the difference between looking for God mm-hmm. or to God and seeking God. Like the difference between looking and seeking. That was basically it. So unpack that for us and tell us about that. So the difference that I see between looking and seeking for God is when you look to God, you're looking to Him for answers. You're looking to Him to what He can do and how He can help you. Yeah. But when you're seeking God, you're not just seeking for you know His for our prayers to be answered, but you're seeking for his presence because he's worthy of your praise and he's just so good. And you know that he deserves all the praise that we can give him. And you know what comes to my mind when you talk about the difference between those two things? One is scripture comes to my mind. Seek ye first the kingdom of God Mm -hmm. and all these things will be added unto you, which I think is God's promise saying, if you seek me, you, you get more than just what you're looking for. Exactly. You get what you're looking for and more. That's good. 
<laughs> That's good. And then I also think about the times that Jesus taught on prayer, and he was talking about the persevering prayers. Mm-hmm. Like, um, will I still find faith when I come back? Will you really persevere and pray through? Mm-hmm. And when I think about that, I think about we're looking for God to stop the pain, or we're looking for God to um, bring the prodigal home, or we're looking, like, you know, we're anxious for what we really heal the marriage, you know, send the husband, like whatever it is that we're longing for. And um, rather than celebrating the fact that he really has everything we need, we're, we've been duped into thinking, if I just had that, it's going to be better. And so one of the things that God's teaching me when I get in seasons like that, which I get in an awful lot of oh, things, okay, good, <laughs> is that... Um, I get to know him while I'm in that space before I get what I'm wanting because I need him so desperately in that space. Mm -hmm. And so instead of rushing through the journey to get to the destination, I think the Lord is really inviting many of us to just recognize that the being with him is... um, that's the gift he's giving us right now. Like not only is he the promise keeper, but he's the one who's going to provide for us until he gets to the place where the promise Mm -hmm. is kept. I don't know. I just, that when I think about your, your take on the looking versus the seeking, that's what comes to my mind and how we flesh that out in our everyday. And I think, you know, some of that might require some prayers of confession Mm -hmm. where instead of just coming into our prayer closet and begging God for what we've been begging him for, for years and by, in on that door, we might confess that we have been um, tempted to and then begun to think that the God who loves us is leaving us lacking, mm-hmm. and the God who loves us doesn't leave us lacking. Right. And so there's some provision for us right here, right now, that we're choosing not to appreciate and be satisfied by because we're looking for something that we're not getting right now. Yeah. It's almost like a spoiled, rotten little kid, right? Mm-hmm. You know, because oh, you yeah. got your eyes on what you do want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. There's been many times where, I'll just be honest, like, I'm a single woman, right? And so <laughs> I would love to have a boyfriend and, like, you yeah. know, a husband in the future. And, of course, that's the biggest prayer on my heart is, like, Lord, mm-hmm. I want that guy. I want him to come. <laughs> Send and that man. <laughs> yeah. But whenever I get in those moments where I'm asking the Lord to bring him, my prayer kind of changes because I'm like, God, I know that you have it all figured out. I know you've got him somewhere. I just don't see it right now, but I know that you're good. And I'm then seeking him and knowing and reminding myself who he is instead of just putting my request on him and say, do this for me right now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just celebrating the fact that it's going to be done one way or the other. That's good. And if we can live by borrowing that celebration feeling from the that's going to be there in the future because he's given us a promise. We've taken hold of the promise. And then if we can wrap our faith or let our faith be large enough to really understand that because he's a promise keeper, it's as good as done today mm-hmm. as it will be then. And so we can kind of borrow the, okay, like that, that peace. We yeah. can borrow that. Mm-hmm. And when we do that, we're kind of saying the amen to the glory of God, isn't it? Second yeah. Corinthians one twenty one maybe, that talks about all of God's promises are yes amen. in Christ Jesus. And we say amen to the glory of God. And so when we're doing that, we're giving testimony. Yeah. And I think he's really honored in that, you know. Mm-hmm. But I also think about when we say, talk about that, 
the longing. You know, I think of Martha and Mary who were longing for Jesus to come and keep their brother from dying. And it was really a crisis of their faith for Jesus not to come right away. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they were so certain he would. And Martha met him first and said, if only you had been here, he wouldn't have died. And, of course, Jesus said, oh, I am the resurrection and the life. So he's foreshadowing what he's about to do. But Martha is, is thinking, well, that the way we're thinking, that's the lofty idea in the future. But then what I, what I really love about that story is when Mary came to him, she just wept. And Jesus just cried with her. I mean, isn't that great? Mm -hmm. So I think even in these in-between times that are so hard, like that's the sweetness of the Lord. He knows that it's hard. Mm -hmm. He knows it's hard. And sometimes I think that I'm crying and he's just right here. I've got a a mural in my uh, office at home that's a picture of Jesus um, sitting on a rock with a little boy that's like just nestled in close to him, just looking up into his face. And he just has his arm around him looking down at him like that. And so many times I feel like that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, he, for whatever reason, he's not giving me what I'm wanting right now, you know. And I come in maybe that prayer time stomping my foot and, and you know, claiming my promise and telling him I need it now. But then you just, you get past that to a place where you're like, it's just about me and you, Lord. It's just me and you. And even during that time, I, I get in those moments too where I just yeah. feel like I'm nestled up with Jesus. Mm-hmm. But when we're in those moments, I truly believe he gives you peace and comfort and yes. strength to keep on going. Because he yeah. knows it's hard. That's right. And you can't rely on your own flesh and your own strength to keep on going. You, That's the right. The only way to get through is with Jesus. That's good. Mm-hmm. Well, in another biblical um, situation like that is what this is the week of before Easter that we're recording, is when he was in the garden, the prayer time was not to get what he wanted. Because he didn't. Like, he pleaded with the Lord. Even though he knew he came for this. That's what I love about it. It's so raw and so real. And it causes you really to have to wrestle a little bit with what's going on. But he knew he was coming for this purpose. He marched right straight toward it. But right on the edge of where it was going to get really, really hard. He's begging God, please, if there's any other way, let it be another way. Let it be another way. And God said no to that prayer. To our, to this day, our goodness. But what God did during that prayer time was what I think you're talking about. He prepared him for what was coming. And so he was giving him encouragement and strengthening and resolve and everything he needed so that when he stood up and said, it's time now, he had his eyes set on the cross and there was no more, no more crying, no more doubting, no more wrestling. He was doing it. He saw the prize. He knew what was coming at the end of it. And that was you running into his arms. Like that's just the coolness of just. I mean, it's not only like he died for your sins, but he died for that identity and that relationship with you. It's just, it's so much more than I think that we just repeat every single Easter. It's just the beauty and the, just everything that comes about it is just truly just mind-blowing. So good. So good. So good. So good. (laughs) (laughs) The everything. (laughs) So I, um... We were going to talk about our biggest challenge to our faith, which we kind of got into a little bit, mm-hmm. I think, with that, just that having to trust him and wait, and but trust him to, to fulfill us. Okay, but I had another little partner question that went with that. Are there any questions that you think that we ought not ask God that are like mm-hmm. the wrong kind of questions the to ask? Questions. Yeah. 
I mean, I'm sure I've asked the Lord the wrong question many times. Uh, One of them that I, I don't know if it's, it's one of those questions that I ask him and a lot of reflection comes out of it. Yeah. Why? Why Mm. is this happening to me? Why did Mm -hmm. I have to go through this? Why am I going through this right now? Why do I feel this way? Those are the questions that I personally ask God, but then I get all of these like overwhelming memories and remembrance of like, Mm. even though like you're going through it right now, the why is coming. Mm. The reason why you're coming is coming out of it because a testimony is being built. A story is being unveiled to you right now. I love that. So that's the question I know. It's like, you know, those questions you ask your mom and it's like, Hey, like, why do I need to do this? Why do I need to clean my room? And it's, I told you so. Yes, right, mm-hmm. right. That's the kind well, of and you think about it, that's good. Yeah. Because you think about what is the motivation behind that question. Really, you don't want to know why you have to clean your room. You just don't want to clean your room, yeah. right? And so I think those are the ones that God might say just, I told you so too. And, yeah. and sometimes, because he knows that we're not, like, it's like it's a more of a matter of our heart than is a matter of our really wanting to know a lot of times our questions are like that but what i love is even when we ask the wrong questions he's still there to teach us and lead us and and grow us (laughs) i read in a book one time a great um fiction christian fiction writer her name is lynn austin i don't know if you've ever read any of her books but they're very good and she wrote um fiction based on the chronicles of the kings out of the bible of the old testament the chronicles and um a lot of terrible things happened to one of those kings i can't remember it's been a while since i read the book (laughs) but one of the guys in the book was like like this why god why this and why that he's really asking out of a deep anguish and pain and hurt place and the character in the book was saying maybe instead of asking god why ask what and how like ask him what do you want me to learn and how do you want it me to be now and you know of course one of my favorite questions to god is when when's this going to stop when's it going to happen just tell me when i'll be all right i'll do it (laughs) but yeah it is interesting to think about the questions that we ask god but i think he's always honored by just the fact that you're talking to him Mm -hmm. because if we're there and we're showing up that's where he can begin to make himself very personal to us if we didn't ask i feel like it would be a reflection on us that we wouldn't care yeah right Mm -hmm. yeah i think that's good so i think all our listeners need to know when you go to pray don't worry about whether it's the right or the wrong thing to do like you just enter into it god has a great way of meeting you where you are Mm -hmm. and and showing you what he wants you to see Mm -hmm. and, and and teaching you in that so that's good so I wanted to, um, my listeners know that I treat this subject sometimes, the subject of deconstruction. And we just, you know, this question's coming and we had actually talked about it a little bit. And while you may not know anybody personally who's deconstructing their faith, give me just your thought because you're 23 years old mm-hmm. and this is rampant in your age group. Like the 20s are just left and right. It's these Christian kids that grew up in these homes like you've grown up in that now as young adults have chosen to you know, figure out, I guess, what they really believe. And many of them walking away from Christianity altogether. Just give me some of your thoughts on that. And maybe, um, what's that happening so much, Georgia? (laughs) Well, like I said before, like I was very lucky to be raised in a Christian household and the Lord really grabbed my heart and I just ran with it. And I was just seeking him like no one's business. And sometimes, you know, that college age, they kind of just see as like, okay, well, I don't have to really do this anymore. Like, God, you know, I'm saved. I'll go to heaven. But that's all they really see it as. 
Right. And so when I meet those people and they see like how I'm living my life and they're like, why do you believe such things? Why are you doing this? Like, why would I be able to do that? I think of it as like, why wouldn't I? Hmm. Why wouldn't I want to be able to see and be a part of God's great plan and see all the things that can come out of it? Why would I not want to live a testimony that can bring people like them back to him and show him time and time again? And my life isn't perfect at all. I've had my struggles, but I know that God will use those struggles and I will be able to express those to people Mm -hmm. who have kind of walked away and to bring them back and say like, yeah, it was hard, but Jesus got me through it, and he yeah. can help you too. That's good. So what would you say is the best way to um, to be a truth speaker to a world that is growing even more and more hostile to truth? What is the best way to do that? The best way to live out the truth, I think it's the best, the personally how I live out the truth is just by wearing my heart on my sleeve. It's just, mm. this is exactly what I believe. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like it, then I will do everything I can to bring you back to it. <laughs> but I think it, you just have to get to that point that it's truly the only thing that is true that you can rely on in this world. That's good. I mean, this world just changes every single day it with does. something new and something trendy and all this mm-hmm. stuff. But the real truth, the one that you can completely rely on is only his. Yeah. And that's what you're doing. You're letting the world see that it that not only is it true, but that it makes a difference in you. Like it, it is the source of your joy. It's the source of your strength. It's what it's what keeps you going. Yes. And you're passionate about it. You're sold out. Mm-hmm. You're, it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> so tell our listeners where is the best place for them to get to know Georgia and to get connected to your book. Yeah. Okay. So my book is actually sold on Amazon. Okay. It's nine dollars. It's besties with Jesus. Yes. Yeah. Uh huh. And the best place to get in contact with me is through my um, website. Okay. You can email me at info at georgiagust.com. Okay. And that's J O R J A G U S T dot com. Mm-hmm. But then y'all also definitely, if you're like TikToking kind of people, <laughs> you will want to um, jump onto your TikTok and find Jesus and Joe mm-hmm. there so you can see her delightful TikTok messages <laughs> that she has there. And then I'll tell you, once you look for her, she's going to pop up. She's going to pop up on your Instagram and she's going to pop up on your Facebook and I may just be so old that it makes me so excited that somebody as cool as Georgia pops up on my news feed <laughs> and so if you want to be cool like me look for her so she can pop up on yours too <laughs> And also, listen, guys, Georgia's the kind of person that you want to introduce your children and your grand, your daughters and your granddaughters to because they will be so encouraged by her enthusiasm and by her confidence, by her boldness. And it's really what we want our girls to be able to um, reflect. She's reflecting the, the joy of the Lord. And we appreciate that, Thank Georgia. You. Thank you. Thank you for being on our podcast today. This was so fun. I loved it. It was fun. All right. Thank you. And there you have it, my praying people. I hope that this interview left you with a little bit of a 
a skippity hop in your heart and a smile on your face. Do check out Georgia's um, social media and let yourself just enjoy what you see in her. Um, I also want to remind those of you who may not know that the prayer clinic ministry itself is a ministry for the local church. It's a ministry to help mobilize the people in your church to pray. With the prayer clinic ministry, people who need prayer come to people who believe that God hears and answers us when we pray, and we pray God's word into our situations, into our circumstances together. And the beauty of this ministry is that we've created everything you need to make it happen in three simple steps. And so check out the prayer clinic ministry at prayerclinic.com. And you also, now we have a brand new virtual prayer clinic open house. Periodically, we have an open house at our church in Thompson Station, Tennessee, and we invite people to come and spend a Sunday morning with us. But we know that not everybody can make that trip as wonderful as it is and as delightful as Franklin, Tennessee is. You can't always come. And um, in fact, our next open house is coming this coming weekend in April on the 24th, but we'll also be scheduling a another open house probably in July Um, and so you can be watching for those we always post when those are on our website but now anytime anywhere you can participate in the virtual prayer clinic open house and learn all about what the prayer clinic ministry is so just want to encourage you that if you are the kind of person that has a real uh, burden to see your church praying we can show you how and you so check us out on prayerclinic.com I look forward to being with you again in our next episode coming up next week. Thanks so much, and let's keep praying, my praying people.